0: What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment.
1: As we continue in this series that Pastor started with, The Life of Purpose, I want to tell you about Joshua. You ever heard about Joshua in the Bible? Joshua is this young man. He's the right hand of Moses. We all heard of Moses, right? He parted the sea. He held the staff and it became a, a snake. He did many miracles. And he had a right hand man, Joshua. His name was Joshua. And Joshua had a long story. He had a really rough upbringing. He had, he was a slave in Egypt before he was the right man of, of Moses. And so he, he lived a rough life like many of us, like me, like a lot of you. And Jesus made him the right hand man of Moses, who was the ruler of Israel. As they traversed a 40 year desert walk, they left Egypt. Follow me here into, into history, into ancient times, and they're in Egypt. And God tells Moses, Hey, Moses, I need you to liberate my people. And Moses obeyed. And so they're liberated from Egypt and they're traversing through the desert and they're lost their GPS stopped working for 40 days, 40 years they are lost. They're lost and many things happened, many things transpired and as Joshua became the right hand of Moses, Moses then died and Joshua became the ruler of Israel. He became the leader. He became the person to lead the people into the promised land. Moses told, hey, get my people out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. That was the purpose. The promised land was the land of milk and honey, the land of peace, of harmony, of understanding, of the presence of the Lord, of of communion with the Lord. That was their purpose. That was their mission, their vision, and they got lost for 40 years. You know, it was Moses' job to start that journey, but it wasn't his to end it. Sometimes a lot of journeys were started in our lives by our parents, by the people before us, but it is everybody's job in this room to end this journey or continue it. Amen? Amen? And as as joshua takes control over the people of israel he also is the controller of he's the ruler and the commander of the military he is a he was considered a brilliant brilliant military commander a very smart person he was considered like smart like richard brother richard super smart just good with numbers and good with tactics he was he was just a tactician and god had favor of him, why? Not because he was a military commander or he was the right hand of Moses. The Lord says, the Bible says that Joseph, Joshua was an obedient man, an obedient man to the word of God, to the voice of God, to the plans of God. And he gave him favor in military battles. Today we are gonna cover one, the battle of Jericho. See, this is important to cover because the victory wasn't given because he was a good military tactician. He was given to him because he was obedient. And see, when we think about purpose, we don't know about purpose because we think we can do purpose through our own way. You can't recognize your purpose because you haven't practiced it, but you can recognize a box of cereal from a mile away. See, we should be able to do the same with our purpose. As you practice, live in your purpose, you will recognize who you are for your mission, for your desert. I want you to know that as we continue this story, think about the timeline here. Let's say we are all Israel. We were all in Egypt. We were captive. We were freed and we were told go there so you can have a mansion with six bedrooms, a 10 car garage and a swimming pool. And on the way there, some way, somehow we got lost. I've been lost. Who else has been lost? You ever been lost in your life? You ever felt lost? You ever felt like you really needed to get somewhere and you didn't know how, but you just kept walking and walking and walking and walking and maybe not for 40 years, but however long you have been walking, headed to that direction, but see God is rising up, Joshua is all, all over the world, all over the city, all over the country to continue this mission. And the battle of, and as they traverse through the, uh, through the desert and Moses dies, Joshua becomes the ruler of Israel. And they get to this place called Canaan. So let's say that's like Beverly Hills for modern terms. It's a nice place. They got Ferraris and all kind of stuff just driving around. Really nice place. This was part of the promised land. But before they got to Canaan, they could enter into Canaan, there was an obstacle. There was a hiccup. There was a roadblock. The roadblocks we faced in life before we got to where we are now. There was a really big thing in, in front of them that couldn't let them traverse into, into the Promised Land. That place was called Jericho. Now, Jericho was a city known for being a fortress. It was a massive city. It had massive palm trees. It was a thriving city. It was, it was known to be the first defense before you entered into that place called Canaan before you entered into your purpose that was the obstacle in Joshua and for the people of Israel that was it's it's similar to the obstacles we face and as we continue it says that Joshua as the military commander he comes up and he has the people of Israel at the face at the front of Jericho Jericho, this big city, and he tells, he, he's, he's praying, and this angel comes in front of him. In the Bible it says, and, and, and Joseph said, Joshua said, who are you? Holy Spirit, who are you? Are you with us or against us? And this angel held a sword, a battle angel. And the angel replied with neither. You see, because the Lord is interested in his business, not ours, and it's not his business until we give our business to his. So Josh, so Joshua got the response he didn't want to hear. He wanted to hear that mighty battle angel says, I'm on your side, but God wasn't ready to tell him that yet. See, we are all on this purpose of life. We're all in this mission to find our purpose in life, but we're doing it the wrong way. And that's okay. That's okay because today, in the name of Jesus, we change that. In the name of Jesus. Joshua got instructions from this angel, and I'm going to read them to you. We're in Joshua chapter 6, verse 6 and 12. And as we read this, it's a long text. We're going to break it down as we go along. It says, so Joshua, son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant, which represents the Holy Spirit. The ark represents the Holy Spirit. Remember that of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army advance. What did he say? Advance you see because purpose doesn't look like this Purpose requires you to march requires you to advance even if you don't know where you're going That's not for you to figure out you got to keep marching you got to keep marching you got to keep keep going Right now we can't find our purpose because we're waiting for somebody to push us from the back and tell us to keep going It don't work like that The commander of the army said advance God is telling us advance Wherever you are stuck in the desert right now, advance, keep marching, keep marching. Don't worry about how you're going to get out of there, but keep marching. And Joshua says, advance, he says to the army, march around the city, the city of Jericho, your obstacle, our obstacle, with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. Verse eight, when Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets. So imagine this this is jericho and they're circling this city blowing trumpets now that's kind of odd right this is a, an army this is a military and that's an enemy and these guys are over here playing tunes outside of the enemy fortress i don't know to me as a man that sounds kind of crazy right but see the gods gods plans are very crazy they're very crazy they're not our plans see in ancient warfare you know how you took over cities like that they either starved them to death by surrounding the city. They either try to set the city on fire or they either try to build a ramp to get over the city walls. God didn't tell Joshua to do any of that. He didn't tell him to lift a finger. He didn't tell him to put one shovel in the ground to light one torch. He didn't tell him to do nothing. He told him walk around the city. God is telling you surround your Jericho. That is point number one. Surround your Jericho, your obstacle, your problem. surround it don't try to shoot at it don't try to punch at it don't try to act like you're stronger than it god is saying surround your jericho and joshua's doing just that he was obedient purpose is impossible without obedience if you want the latter it's not going to happen until we become truly obedient to the plans of the lord no matter how crazy they sound we won't find our purpose They're surrounding Jericho, blowing trumpets, these priests, and they're carrying this box, which was the Ark of the Covenant that represented the Holy Spirit. And they're literally looking crazy as could be surrounding this city. And they did this six times, six times. And I love this. Joshua says in the further commands that he gave his military, he said, all this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army. Listen carefully, very closely. Do not give a war cry, he says. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until I tell you to shout. How many times do you try to fight your problem and you're out here telling things to your problem that's not even your business to do? He says, do not say anything, do not say one single thing until I give you the order. But we're out here thinking that we're Muhammad Ali against all the problems of the world. You're fighting unnecessarily. We're fighting unnecessarily because the Lord hasn't said to shout. The Lord hasn't said to fight. He's just said, surround your problem. It is not for us to defeat our problem. We don't have the strength. We don't. Oh, I thought I had the strength. I thought I had the strength. I thought every problem I could punch the devil in the mouth. It, it, I got punched back and I got beat up. I don't know who has that testimony. Talk to me, come on. I know it's happening. A lot of us, I can still see some bruises. I'm still healing from some bruises. And he said don't do a thing. Don't say anything. Don't touch anything. In other words, stay put. Be quiet and listen for the next next instruction. I have a question for you. What is your Jericho? Who is your Jericho? Who is your obstacle before the promised land? What's keeping you from getting to the other side? Who's in front of you? What's been in front of you? What have people said that tell you that you have a wall in front of you before your promise? We all have them. We all have them. We have to be truthful this evening and really dig deep and say, what is my Jericho? And as we find out what our Jericho is, we have to what? We have to surround it, surround it. The purpose of the problem is not always to teach us a lesson. God wants to see how big you're gonna tell your small problem how big your God is. He wants to see what you're going to react in that problem. He's going to see, he wants to test your reaction in the midst of your adversity. See, we always want to square up against everything we don't like. But God is over here telling us, be quiet. Don't open your mouth. Just surround your your Jericho. So right now, in the holy name of Jesus, we surround our Jericho. Hold that Jericho, whatever that is. Surround it right now. As this goes on, the the ark of the Lord was carried around the city, and they circled it. Then the army returned to the camp and they laid to rest. They rested after the sixth day. It's important to know these numbers. I'll break them down why. You see, Joshua was a military tactician. He was a military commander. He could have well taken that city by storm. I'm sure he had the people. I'm sure he had the, the, the weapons. A lot of times we have the words that we think we need to overcome our problem. He could have done that. He was a military man. He could have taken it by force. He could have kicked in the gate, but that's, that wasn't the plan. That wasn't what God wanted him to do because he, should he have done that, the losses would have been unmeasurable. How many men would he have lost? How many people would have died? You know what the beautiful thing about the battle of Jericho is? Nobody on God's side died. Nobody on the side of Joshua died. Nobody got hurt. Nobody was crippled. Nobody lost an arm, a leg, or or had nobody, nobody. Why? Because the plan, the mission, the purpose was not to use our own force, was not to keep fighting with our fists, but with our praise, with our praise. You see, you got to praise into purpose, baby. You got to praise and surround your city and praise around your city. He says, you know, that blowing of the trumpets, you know what that means? That means it's your voice. The trumpets represents your voice. It represents your praise, your worship, your adoration for God. Can you, can you imagine that that's the most valuable weapon you have? Your voice, not a Colt 45, not an AK-47, not your bad words either, not your past experiences. Your praise is the most dangerous weapon you possess. Let me tell you something. Give, if you're gonna give it to God, you better give it to God. me tell you something. I happen to know a couple things about construction. And I researched on this city of Jericho. I researched. And historians have dug up this city. They found it. It exists. And they said that the walls were 11 feet high. 14 and a half foot wide. Pure stone and concrete. And the top of the walls were angled at a 35 degree angle that prevented people from climbing over it. This place was impenetrable. Keep that into your mind. It is Fort Knox. Now imagine how Jesus did that with just praise. What he can do with just a shout. What can he do with your praise every single day? Fourteen and a half wide, 11 high. He broke it down with praise. He broke it down. He crumbled it. As we continue in the story, on the seventh day, it says that on the seventh day, Joshua got up at daybreak, and he ordered the city. He said, march around the city on the seventh day. How many times had they done it before? Six. You see, after the sixth day, they stopped and they rested. They followed commands. They didn't. Continue without the order without the next instruction. Oh, we do that all the time Pastor I'll tell you do this do this do that so you can get to there But we still stop at number two, Oh, we go to number eight when we should be at number six. No, you don't got to talk to me I know I know And on the seventh day They got up Holy Spirit Except that on that day they circled the city seven times The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, on the tree, when you sound your praise, Joshua commanded the army. Shout! Shout. For the Lord has given you the city. Said shout on the seventh day. Why the seventh day? Because seven in the Bible is a number of completion. It is the number that signifies that the victory is here. The Lord made the earth in six days. On the seventh day, he looked back and he says, I'm the best architect there is. It's complete. On the seventh day of circling this city, on the seventh circuit around this city, God said, here's the victory. Don't lift a finger. Don't shoot an arrow. Don't kick any door. Don't use your strength. It's not enough. Just use your praise and shout. And they shouted and an entire city came falling to the ground. Joshua's army then took the city by storm. When you praise and those walls fall, you have to take your Jericho by storm. You have to enter in and burn everything to the ground because that's what they did. The city was devoured. In other words, in, in context, it was offered to God as sacrifice. They burned everything. They destroyed it all. They destroyed their obstacles. Don't let the gate of your obstacle open and then you go in there and then sit in it. We've been sitting inside of the city of our obstacle for many years. So if I bring you up here one by one, including myself, and ask everybody what's the purpose of them, we won't know. We are still sitting in our obstacle. God gave you the victory through your praise and he knocked down the walls. He's doing that. Surround your Jericho. And Joshua commanded that army to shout. (laughs) You know, I think about this and I think about our problems, the things we face. And so often we pray before we praise. We say, Hey God, I got a problem and I need you to take care of it. I need you to get rid of it. And the Lord's saying, okay, well, I know about your problem. See, I put the problem in front of you, but you're missing the one ingredient that I need for purpose on that problem is for you to praise. Now I'm not here to talk about worship, there are two different things. What is praise? I love you God, I give you glory God, you are God in heaven, you are the true God. What is praise? Telling God what he means to you. What is praise? Surrendering all that you are and who you are to God. What is praise? Knowing that we aren't everything. What is praise? Knowing that we can't do it all alone. What is praise? That we know we need him. We need him, we need him, we need him. That is praise. See, because when you get to begin to praise, you begin to operate in your purpose. You practice your purpose long enough, you walk into a random building, they're going to know who you are. They're going to know what you were born to do. They're going to know what you came in that building to do in the holy name of Jesus. But you have to practice your purpose. You have to praise into your purpose. See, I don't, you know, let's get personal. Some of you have been probably looking around lately, this last month. And there's been some weird things happening. The pastor anointed the entire church in one Sunday. There are men praying behind projector curtains from corners. We're praying for seven hours in the night. I know some of you are asking questions and you're wondering what's going on. Well, that's purpose, baby. That is purpose right there. We are praising. With well, the church is learning to praise. And therefore purpose is coming into this house purpose is being seen in this house sometimes we're wondering what's that thing walking around the house at night what's that thing that's been bothering me at work why am i keep getting sick i know that all that's happening right now and we're you're noticing it maybe we're not talking about it but it's purpose We are praising the devil doesn't like it. See, if you've gotten the urge lately to pick up an instrument for no reason out of the random, that's purpose. If you got the urge all of a sudden that you want to be a drummer and you ain't never touched the drums before, that's purpose. If you got the urge all of a sudden to pray out loud when you've never prayed in silence, that's purpose. If you're feeling this urge to just get up on the stage and say, Lord, show me what can I do? Because I can't live without you, no. Can't live without you, no. That's purpose. It's purpose. It's not random. It's not crazy. It's things that are happening because of purpose because, hey, guess what? It was through purpose that they defeated that, that wall, that they defeated that gate, that Jericho. You see, a lot of times we have so much trouble with our gates, with our Jericho's, because we're not operating in purpose. Purpose. And the prerequisite for purpose is praise. Praise looks like whatever you need it to look like. You don't got to be an amazing singer like our worship leader. You just got to praise from your heart. You got to praise in that dark place, in that place of supplication. You got to praise in that place that no one sees you doing it. A secret place. It's that place where nobody will see you do it, but your victory will be. Public your victory will be pronounced. It will be published in the world. It will be public It will be public See Joshua I mentioned was a slave before he was a ruler. Oh, he went through it hard some of us are going through a hard. and It was that dark place that secret place that made him a military commander a ruler of a city a ruler of a city his purpose he praised What is your Jericho? What is your obstacle? Sometimes they're not even physical. The worst ones are in the heart. Speak, Jesus. What are those walls around your heart that Jesus cannot enter? What are those walls around your heart that you just don't let no one love you? God's been trying to talk to you he's been trying to show you something but you need to praise your Jericho down you need to break down your Jericho you need to break down those walls no matter how thick and high and strong nothing will withstand praises to God nothing can withstand your love for God no victory too high too great So long as we praise, so long as we stop fighting, man, just stop fighting. There's there's no point. You got to praise. You have to learn to praise. We have to learn to praise. You fight long enough, hard enough, you're going to sit down, you're going to get tired. You're going to say, I don't want to do this anymore. You're going to abort your calling. You're going to abort your purpose because you burnt yourself out fighting for no reason. Oh, I've lived that. And that was the longest, hardest hole I've ever had to climb out of. And in this season of purpose, the Lord is saying, just be quiet. Don't shout. Don't do anything Surround what hurts you. Surround what keeps you. Surround what keeps you up at night. Surround your Jericho. Holy Spirit, surround it. And when the time is complete, when I see your obedience in surrounding, I will give you the command. I will give you the victory. With what's coming next, we have to know how to fight. With what's coming in the next months, we have to know how to operate. Should we enter the next season without knowing how to praise, we will not get the victory. We will not get that wall broken down. I don't know what your Jericho is. I know what mine are. No one needs to know. But we have to know that it is not impenetrable. It is possible. Everything is possible. Everything will submit to the will of God. Through your. Thank you Holy Spirit. Because you are here. Thank you Holy Spirit. Because the weapon we possess. The most lethal weapon we possess. Is our voice towards you. Is our praise towards you our adoration towards you our surrenderance thank you for teaching us that we no longer have to fight we just have to praise we just have to believe that on the seventh day you will give the command and on that seventh day we will get the victory you just have to believe you just have to believe holy spirit
0: once again much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience, but let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained only experience. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at center. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share Share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages. So make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the Hope Huddle Podcast. So again, I hope to see you soon. Until then, peace, love, and God bless.